0: Welcome to our fourth episode of the DMV Autocross podcast. I'm Danny Kao.
1: And I'm Tabesh. Thanks for tuning in to our episode three. Uh, not sure why we're on our fourth episode, and this is episode three. This must be <laughs> autocrosser math.
0: Well, you know, in SCC Pro Solos, three minutes would be 30 minutes, right? So three, pro so three Pro Solo minutes may be 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. So I guess we're just keeping our autocross routes, right? <laughs> so Adam, any upcoming news and events that we should be talking about?
1: Uh, yeah, the NASA autocross at VMP is on Saturday, 2-27. And uh, that will be the last winter autocross in the area before the spring autocross season starts. WDCR, SCCA, BMW, PCA Potomac, PCA Chesapeake will all have autocross schools late March through April. It's time to get ready to learn autocross if you're new and to get refreshers if you're experienced.
0: Yep. And you can find all DMV autocross events from now until the end of April listed in the DMV autocross group on Facebook. Just check the events section and it will include registration links for every event from Motorsports Ridge. Finding events can't be any easier now. So did you register any events, Ada?
1: I actually did. Um, Yeah, I registered for the Ben's club uh, season sub and I registered for Brandywine to keep my number. so I I don't have magnetic doors um so I need to use vinyl numbers so I need to sign up early <laughs> and lock in my number for multiple clubs or else I can't race <laughs>
0: no, oh so that's a good that's a good strategy uh, for those who uh, want to keep your numbers just register early then you grab your numbers. Yeah yep no yep. that's perfect. All right. And then uh, now for our autocross weather forecasts for the remaining month of February,
1: here's our astrologist, Alan Claffey. He's a meteorologist. Meteorologist.
2: <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the meteorology section, not astrology, Danny. Now, if... We are looking at the grounds here at Stately Claffy Manor. We will see there is no snow on the ground. There is no reason for you to think we're going to be delayed in getting the season started. So get those early season registrations in. If you believe in rodent-based meteorological predictions, and I do, you'll know that the groundhog is predicting an early spring. That's good news for us who like to play with cars. So let's get these projects rolling unlike that one which isn't going anywhere because parts haven't shown up yet so I'm stuck here in the driveway working on boring cars that need oil changes but remember when we get going it's still going to be cold if you're going to VMP in February it's going to be cold so make some new friends get some co-drivers get your tire blankets dress in layers all that good stuff there It's going to be fun, but it's going to be cold. If you are not prepared, you will not have a good time. We don't want that. We want everybody to have a good time. So get prepared and back to the studio.
0: Thank you, Alan. The only event remotely similar to an autocross was the refrigerator bowl at Summit Point last Saturday. Here's Ada with the last refrigerator bowl highlights of the year, Ada.
3: Thanks, Danny.
1: So here are the results from the track cross today. SA2 was won by Brian Carwin over Greg Pollock with a 48.6 to a 49.2. It was a great battle. Tyler with the fastest front-wheel drive in a Civic Sidebar. Nick Dramansky wins SF2. Kramer got FTD with a 41.7 on some Hoosiers. Wow to one CR2 with a 49.1. Norm, the second fastest time of the day with a 48.0. Yes, yeah, Norm. Dean wins SR2 and his con... He has the correct number this time, so we're really proud of Dean. <laughs> the closest battle was in SR1. Uh, Dylan over Andrew with a not point zero four four second difference. Unbelievably close. And Jason Ford wins Novice. Back to you, Danny. So for the afternoon results, here's at it again at the Refrigerator Bowl. All right. Thanks again, Danny. Well, that's it for the Refrigerator Bowl this season. As we just finished up the afternoon runs, and that is championship event number seven. It's an absolutely beautiful day. The sun is out. It feels really nice. It's in the 60s. And uh, and the day ended with fantastic runs. Uh, Greg caught Brian and uh, and took that last final Final victory away. It was fantastic from both of them. Um, Andrew caught Dylan. That was amazing to see them battling so close uh, all day long in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, fastest tire time of the day goes to our favorite Norm Flowers. And uh, fastest overall time went to the Hoosier powered uh, Kramer. Fantastic driving from all that showed. And it was a beautiful day. Really missed you guys. If you didn't come out here, can't wait to see you all in the spring. For our Feature of the Week segment, we would like to cover an interesting, informative, or fun topic which could benefit all autocrossers. We are honored to be joined by Mr. Eric Lagore, the autocross ringleader of the Greater Washington Section Mercedes-Benz Club, to tell us more about our first featured club in our podcast. Welcome, Eric.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having me, what you guys are doing for uh, DMV Autocross with your Facebook page and these podcasts are much needed, and uh, I think probably appreciated across the board. So thank you.
0: No, thank Thanks. you, Eric. Yeah, you know, after attending multiple events with all the clubs, everybody literally knows everybody anyway. But there's definitely a lacking of a centralized place where where the entire DMV out across um, you know clubs are advertising ourselves. So hopefully, um, you know, we're doing our best to to see if we can get a lot more fun for everybody when they join the events.
1: Yeah. And we really love talking. So, yeah.
0: Well, I really love talking. Add <laughs> and, and, and probably more <laughs> anyway. Okay. I'll, I'll keep talking. And then, and again, thank you again, Eric, for uh, joining us. And we're definitely honored to have you. Um, could you introduce yourself as well as other, other key principles of the Mercedes-Benz club uh, to our listeners and also your autocross program?
4: Sure. Uh, so my family, my wife, my son, and I have, uh, been autocrossing for about 10 years, and uh, we started around 2013 up at Cumberland at the airport, hmm. and uh, we got hooked right away. That was uh, that's, that was a great time up there. They had the two-day events, and they run their, their courses out there on, on the runways. So uh, that was 2013. 2014, we started uh, going to events with various clubs around the DMV area. And one of them was Mercedes down at Winchester at James James Wood High School. And they were that, – that club, by the way, is our club has been in, uh, in existence, the autocross piece of it, for over 40 years, uh, long before I, I came along. But uh, in 2014, they were going through a transition for, with leadership. So they asked uh, – they were looking for help running the events. And Ben Weber, who – You'll probably listen to this, audit, this uh, podcast, but he, he volunteered to, to lead it, and he was looking for volunteers to help him run the uh, events. So Diane, my wife, and Rex, my son, and myself, uh, we uh, we volunteered to help Ben out there. So fast forward to 2014, 10 years later, uh, we've got a, a, a whole team of people helping us out and it's really those guys that are the reason that we're, we're, we're having success these days. And the events are fun. And uh, I, like, I I appreciate the opportunity. to like to call them out here. So you got you got Cedric Beck and uh, Derek Locke. They run the, the tech at each event. There's Kevin and Tammy Santana. There's uh, the Sortbergs, Scott, Colin, and Lisa. Uh, Ken and Josh Bain john heflin and john heflin is a is one of the uh, very few mercedes drivers he drives a mercedes at each event and if you haven't seen him drive his uh, station wagon mercedes you're in for a treat oh um, yeah he's a total
0: madman he's awesome I in the car
4: yeah. <laughs> by the way he's a he's a master mechanic for uh, uh, euro motor cars down in bethesda so he knows his Mercedes, both uh, mechanically and drivability-wise. No, I and mean, last, my, my it, Shum-
0: is awesome. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Diane and Rex, uh, who've been uh, helping out uh, big time uh, for the past ten years. So that's their that's our club, or at least that's our core team that uh, helps put on all the events, and um, we're very thankful for, for them all. And all they do,
1: yes, we are we are everyone is thankful because without volunteers like them, we wouldn't be able to do what we love, which is going out there and dodging cones
0: yep, and then uh just a follow up eric and and you know I you know I attended quite a few Mercedes autocrosses in the last few years. You know I've, I've, you know, I've been to James Woods, and I, I remember Bob Hausman drift himself onto the lot and <laughs> doing crazy things. <laughs> I, better, I better shut up and not talk about that. But, <laughs> but, but, but and again, I'm always impressed with the, um, the fast and fun courses that the club designed. I mean, it's, it's, I mean last year, I, there are there two or three courses I went to with that, that I ran on. It was just absolutely incredible. And I like to know your course design philosophy and how do you come up with these fast and fun courses one after another.
4: Well, I have to give the credit to Scott Sortberg. He's been designing the courses the past two years. Uh, his, his philosophy is, as you said, fast-flowing, and uh, he tries to balance uh, horsepower versus handling, to so not, not give a, a, a bias towards a, a Corvette over a Miata, because we want, we want uh, the Miata and a Corvette to have equal chances at FTD. Um, and with all that, he we put an emphasis on the on safety, because we know that the uh, the drivers are not all the same skill level or the same temperament. So when there's a, a you know a long straightaway coming into a, a fast or a slow turn, we he, he designs so that there's there's runoff there and there's a margin of error. Um, and he also tries to his his designs are are intended to get multiple cars on the course so that we can get uh, more runs per driver, and, and we're always striving to make the, the events run more smoothly so that we can get more runs in. And uh, for as far as his creativity, he's he's got it. We all appreciate it and uh, hope he keeps it, keeps those designs coming.
0: Yeah. it it was just wonderful i I mean every every event i went last year i I truly enjoyed the whole you know like all the experiences and stuff so so really thank them and then um uh, and again i'm so impressed with how well you organize and to be really clever at this events right um i personally how yeah i personally enjoy how you put all the drivers and work assignment information on the wristband um no other club does that and in in and it, it, just, it gives you all the clear information so there's no confusion on what I need to do or everybody needs to do throughout the day. We know exactly you know, what car numbers we got and what work assignments we have and so on. And, and I'm also impressed with how clearly you, you identify every worker, sta- every worker station on course. You put this giant cones and big numbers so that you, we don't have to go around and say, okay, well, what's station five <laughs> or, or how many stations do we have, right? So, so could you tell us um, how you come up with all those ideas?
4: Well, as, as I said, our, our goal is – one of our main goals is to get as many runs in as we can. And to get to that, you need to have the event running smoothly. Um, and we take – that, that group of people I, I just mentioned are coming up with ideas all the time. And if an idea uh, will make the event run smoother, faster, or safer, then it gets very strong consideration. And, for example, the, the, the combs or, or the signs out the workstations, that was that was Kevin Santana's idea, and Kevin volunteered to go off and make them. Um, and from our viewpoint, that cuts down on the amount of, of potential confusion, especially for new people. You know, where do I go to work? Where, which, where's that? Where, where's workstation three? That helps cut down on that. And every, you know, when you're running uh, 60, 70 cars and you're getting – seven eight runs you know over 500 runs per day every second counts so uh, every idea that can save off a second here or there yeah. is worthy and uh, as far as the uh, wristbands go so we run three heats and we know that we've got a lot of first-time drivers come to our events and uh you you they have to remember which heat they're driving in, which heat they're working in, which workstation they're mm-hmm. supposed to be working at. And for somebody's new to autocrossing, that's, that's a lot of information to retain on top of, you know, how do I drive, what's, yeah. you know, all, all the things that go along with that. So even that, too, uh, we believe is a time saver and helps to maximize the uh, number of runs we get
1: in. Yeah, Eric. I have a follow up to that. It sounds like you have it all worked out for most of the participants. But what if you get a Danny who can't read his wristband? You know, he can't count to five. You know, those these kind of things are, are big question marks. And do you have any contingencies for those? Maybe an audio. Maybe like a so f- where someone can just keep repeating it to him. He can hear pretty well. He could use that to his advantage, maybe. Well, I, I can or- read. I
0: just can't see. <laughs> Uh, there's a, little, there's a little
4: there's a little difference there <laughs> yeah well we, we we will do what it takes whatever it takes we're patient
1: in Danny's defense I can only get up to three so anything <laughs> after that good luck
4: <laughs>
0: so uh, um so Eric, I have a follow-up question um so uh, for this coming year are are the are the run formats are still going to be fairly close or are we are we still doing are we still doing um morning work run and an afternoon work run. And then, um, yeah, how, how's the format of the autocross going to be this year? Is it going to be fairly similar to the previous year? It'll be,
4: it'll be the same as last year.
0: Okay. Exactly yeah. the same. Hey,
4: yeah. are, can you, can you, can you, uh, I want to go back to that wristband thing. I got I gotta give a shout out there to Ken Bain. I mean, it was his idea on this. So I've got to Ken, if you're listening in, yeah. You know, great job we've we've had many many positive reviews on, on those wristbands so uh he deserves the credit
0: yeah that 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 but, was definitely the best idea no no question yeah so uh, that that just make everything so clear you know when you attend events so that we really thanks you know uh, you, you know the can with this idea
4: and, well i was going back oh. to your question about this year's events we we usually team up with the, those 10 or 12 people every year um in say February, it'll be late February, early March. And, um, everybody will come together and, and bring up new ideas like wristbands and, uh, hmm. what, whatever might, uh, make, make the events run smoother. So things might run differently, but only slightly. We'll, we'll still be running, uh, three heats, uh, like last year. One of the things we, one of the reasons we run three heats is, um, we, we've got some people that are not that say they're not accustomed to standing out there for an hour and a half working a workstation. And when we have three heats, we get, you got one heat that you're driving, one heat, you're working, one heat you're off and you can go get lunch. So that allows us to run continuously through the day. Everybody's going to have uh, two heats that, where they don't have anything to do and they can get their lunch and they can relax. And it also means that uh, each of those heats are effectively one hour. You're 45 minutes of driving, and we allow 15 minutes for a changeover. That means that anybody who's working out there doesn't have to stand out there for more than 45 minutes. And I think we've also gotten positive reviews on that. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not too uh, onerous to to be standing out there for only 45 minutes. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. So, the format yeah. is definitely wonderful. Yeah so we get plenty of runs and and then we don't get tired from working so so it's, it's definitely it's definitely an excellent format
4: yeah so I don't see any, I don't see any major changes coming yeah that'll be awesome that'll be awesome
0: and also uh, is there anything that you would like the listeners to know about the events coming up do you have anything new or fun in store
4: uh, all I would say is I would like them to know that uh, as time goes on we seem to be filling up events uh, you know, filling up our registration spots, two, three, even four weeks in advance. So like for this first event in March, um, we were, we've been booked up over two weeks already in the in first events, not until March 23rd. So just, wow. there's a dozen people on the wait list. Um, so I would say if you're want to come out and run with us, we'd love to see you. But, uh, register early go to Motorsport Reg and and register weeks in advance uh we give it we give uh, refunds for cancellations up to the wednesday before the saturday event so uh, keep that in mind and register early
0: so i saw the season subscription and i and i jumped on it right away
4: <laughs> I, yeah, that thank I,
0: you. that that's the best deal in the whole area <laughs> Out of, you know, if you do the math um, per event, that, that, that is by far the best deal, uh, uh, you know, with uh, the registration fees and so forth. Is there any more spots left for anybody to join, or that's all full?
4: There are. There are. There, there are a few spots left for season passes. Uh, we give a 15% discount if you buy a season pass. We have nine events. We're going from March through November. So if you have a season pass, you're guaranteed a spot at each of the nine events if you don't have a season pass, you better sign up early. Um, I think there's a, that's the best advice I can give.
0: Yeah, thank you, Eric. So, um, so now we have some bonus questions, and it's, oh, it, it, it's very, very important. It's extremely important. important. It's it, you know because it's it's as it has potential of impact of billions of dollars, right? Billions of, dollars. <laughs> billions of and dollars, and
1: it's why most of the podcast listeners are tuning in yeah. to this specific episode.
0: Billions of dollars, right? So um, with the recent development between Mercedes and Ferrari, um, are you worried about some of your best drivers leaving and go run with the Ferrari club?
4: <laughs> yeah, I I think I've heard they, they run a, a, an event down Summit Point at least once a year maybe.
0: Yeah, but um, um, what happens? That, what happens if they pay every driver seventy million dollars a year to just go around with them?
1: Million a year. Yeah.
0: Sign me up. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> he myself.
1: said, "Sign me up." <laughs> so, so
0: the so you're switching team principal to Ferrari if that's the case.
1: <laughs> I mean, seventy no. million's not a little. It's not a little.
4: Is that what he's getting?
1: Uh, no. What, uh, so, uh, so
0: so uh, the 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 rumor the rumor of what Lewis, Lewis is getting. Is uh, he's getting um, he's getting more than Max Verstappen? So yeah, Verstappen, they're saying
1: he's going to be the highest paid. Yeah,
0: Verstappen's getting paid seventy million a year. So
1: so he's going to be more. So um, he's going
0: to be seventy seventy million plus a quarter. He's something. going to be
1: seventy. He's going to be seventy two. I bet.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
4: no, that... so you, you watch, if you watch F one and and you, you listen to the uh, what goes on with the Ferrari the between uh, Leclerc and the. Uh, his race engineers and the the track management decisions they make. Leclerc is very diplomatic and and really uh, keeps himself under control. Do you expect that uh, Lewis will do the same? when well, he's in the same predicament as Leclerc, <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, I well, don't think Lewis is going to listen to them at all. He's going to tell them when he's coming in and when he's staying out. That's right. That's what Vettel used to do, and, and it helped him out a lot. They're telling him to come in, and he's like, I got new tires 10 laps ago. I'm not coming in. Like.
0: <laughs> so uh, um, so Adam, Adam and I will answer you based on that little comic that we saw yesterday. So, so to answer your question, let's pretend I'm Lewis. I'm going to say, I'm going to say to Ada, Ada, is it hammer time?
1: We are checking. We are checking. <laughs> <laughs> we are checking.
0: And then, you, yeah. then, 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 as soon as I say is it hammer time, and then Ada, 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 wait until I go past the start entry and he, he asked me to box, mox. Box, box. Box, 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 box. You're like,
1: I am literally past the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm supposed to scream at him <laughs> yes so ah! Leclerc, if he if he stood his ground a little bit more he w- he would have had uh, just, just uh, he came yeah. in that one time yelling at them to, that he needed to stay out he even knew at, at monaco you remember that like yes. he was like why are we pitting like <laughs> as he's pulling into pits well oh, I, I wish it. uh, wasted. yeah yeah I wish I wish that
0: uh, you know um, you know Lewis will bring um, you know the Mercedes Club's new organization of autocrossing into Ferrari, so they have a little bit of a discipline. How's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there you go. Because Mercedes has that discipline as an organization, just like our our local Mercedes Club here. So it's perfect. Yeah.
4: Well, thank yeah. you. I think you. And, and I'll also add um, our our club president. I mean, this not of autocross, but of the Mercedes uh, Greater Washington section is Rugger Smith who's a champion for autocross and his uh, backing is what makes it possible for us to, uh, to run there at Summit and continue to do so. So thank you, Rugger. Awesome.
1: Okay. awesome. That's wonderful. And, and, yeah, thank you. And thank you, Eric. And, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope you'll come back and join us at, you know, for later podcasts going down the line. Uh, Mercedes-Benz's first event is on Saturday, March 23rd at the Washington Circuit at Summit Point. Registration is already open, as you heard Eric say. Um, season subs, there's a few more left. Eric, Danny, and I will all be there. I signed up for the season pass, too. So please come and join us. And thank you again, Eric.
4: Thank you. Okay. Thank you so well, much, Eric. Thank you for joining us. we to seeing you on Mar- in March.
1: We'll see you in March. Yep. Great. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. For meeting Art. Meet a new autocross friend. I'm happy to introduce Josh Burns to everyone as our new autocross friend. Josh has been autocrossing for a couple of years and is the father of the DMV autocross Facebook group. <laughs> Greetings, Josh. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, oh, Daddy. God. The father. Dad. I like no. it. We're calling him father, not dad. Oh, no not one's dad. calling okay. him daddy. Right, okay. No daddy, one's calling not me do that right. Right. No. Oh, no. All right. Awesome. Thank you for
0: joining our podcast, Josh. Um, This is really your podcast since you're the founder of the Facebook group, right? So can you tell us how you started autocrossing? Give us a little history of, uh, you know, your autocrossing career, dad. Yeah,
3: absolutely. First off, uh, no, no. I'm just a a guy that ran a Facebook page. Uh, uh, Danny, uh, you guys actually taking the initiative and making this work. I appreciate it because this is not my thing. So you guys are awesome. Uh, it's it's so cool. I've I watched a couple of the episodes now and I'm not a podcast guy. Honestly, when you guys brought this up, I was like, okay, that's gonna take some work, but you guys are doing it and I, I'm so thankful that you are. So at first yeah, I wanna get that <laughs> I wanna get that out of the way first and foremost. Um So I am still a novice. I saw on, you know, you guys do the novice walk on your, on your interviews. And and I, uh, I, I take advantage of those walks because I've only been doing this for, this is my, my second solid year of doing autocross. Um, I was in the military, I was in the Navy reserve and I just retired last year and the, uh, Navy Reserve, it's, it takes time away from your regular schedule. You just have to work five days a week and then you got to do your, uh, your drill weekends. Um, so my autocross life was hit and miss because I was still having to do my military stuff and trying to figure out, you know, could I race or whatever else. So now I'm retired and now I can actually do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been trying to be really active these past couple of years. Um, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's been it. Just just two years. I'm still a novice. I love it. So what are you driving right now? Yeah. Can you tell us
1: a little bit about what you're driving?
3: Well, you know, we, we always know that Miata is always the answer. So I'm always, mm. I'm, I'm biting at the, at the, I'm nipping at the heels of Jack, Chrissy and C Street. Awesome. Um, And when I say uh, biting at his heels, I'm like, well, I'm so far behind Jack. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I got an ND2 uh, Miata RF, which I think is the sexier one. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, you soft top Mm -hmm. guys. The RF, (laughs) it it looks better. (laughs) Um, But uh, I followed uh, uh, Danny's advice and I threw a sway bar in the front, got some sticky tires and made sure Mm -hmm. that um uh c street class is what i wanted that's and that's what got me into it yeah absolutely
1: that's perfect all right now tell us a little bit about how the dmv autocross group got started give us that history
3: um so it all goes back to of course motorsports.reg we've talked about this we all know we beat it into our heads like if you want to find a race motorsport reg is the way to play is, is the way to go um What I wasn't finding though, was interaction between the race itself and then the results or um, information leading up to the race or or anything like that. Like, uh, and I'm not taking that away from the groups. Um, It's just, it wasn't maybe their priority, I don't know. But I felt that I wanted to take my experiences with SCCA, um, the uh, National Capital Region of the BMW, um, the Porsche club, they've been very accommodating. Um, I haven't done any runs with Mercedes or I, I even heard there's a Ferrari club, uh, all of those, but, um, those were the three that I was involved with. And, uh, I wanted to see something that was at least, uh, talking about the, when, when the, um, when the meets were, and then, um, trying to find a way to, to, to post the results after. And if there was a guy that took pictures, even better. Um, so it, was, it, it took a little bit of time to find all of those things uh, and, and make them work.
0: And Josh, I love how you managed somehow to convince 1,200 people to join the DMV Autocross Facebook group. What is, <laughs> what is next, right? And what do you see the future of the group?
3: Uh, well, I, I can't say that I was the one responsible for that um being friends with uh with mike brown i think he's had some roots in this area for a long time um it doesn't hurt that he lives literally down the street from me which is really weird um but you know i i think he had those connections as me being a newbie he's been doing it for a while i find out that he's bought all of your cars danny is that is that the case No, no no
0: no just one He, he, well, he's he he's a great customer, but I have loyal customers, <laughs> like the clappies. So, uh,
3: from what I'm understanding, uh, you know, Danny's uh, cars get passed around like uh, ex girlfriends. I don't know. Maybe it's oh, no, 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 no. I, I have, I
1: have, Josh. I'm not even kidding. I have one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: even better man
0: <laughs> No I mean no, no. you you shouldn't think of it like that It's I'm the one that's I'm the one that trains them uh, So yes yes
3: yeah. Yeah. So
0: I I trained the tigers and I released the tigers oh, yeah. to you guys
3: Whatever you got to tell yourself <laughs> to make yourself feel better go ahead Rawr. That's
0: right <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I did
1: <laughs> So uh so this year coming up Josh I'm assuming you're you're ready to go you can't wait to get out there what events are you planning to attend this season? Where can the people find
3: you? I mean, talk. To I've them. had a lot of fun with SCCA and uh, the BMW Club. Those, those are my two main ones that I would always try to make sure I got a season subscri- subscription with. Um, last year, all I did was SCCA. Uh, I just couldn't find the time to squeeze both of them, but I'm hoping this year I can do it. Um, and, you know, now it's just, I'm looking for a set of new sticky tires to make sure that I can get going there and, and, uh, and spend just more time behind the wheel. That's really what it's been. I've, I've learned that it's been the biggest thing, uh, from talking to seasoned autocross guys is like, you're, you're not going to know unless you actually get it done. So,
0: so, oh, uh, just out, you know, just out of curiosity, what tires are you running now?
3: Oh, of course you asking me. Shoot, of course, of uh, course, yes. Yeah. You. Oh man, and I. <laughs> you're you're I guess, on the
1: Bridgestones or you're on the Yokohamas.
3: No, I'm on the um. Man, what is the way? Yeah, Jack Christie now is yelling at the monitor. I'm sure
1: he's he's, he's <laughs> screaming Vi- Vi right tour, now. tempesta Scream P1. It. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I, I'm not even. Oh, are that you that. on the Vitor's? I can't.
1: I can't. No. He's not on the Vitours, Danny. Why would you say that? This is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. Why? Are, can you cut this part out? Just
0: no, cut. I'm gonna leave it. So, well, so, think... so, Josh, Josh, I might have a, a tire for you. I might have a set of tire for you. So, just you know, we'll, we'll talk afterwards. You can have it. I'm gonna give them. To you.
3: <laughs> I, I am not taking Danny Cow's uh, 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 leavings. Okay. <laughs> leavings. Sloppy First seconds. All,
1: we, the sloppy <laughs> seconds. There's nothing wrong with the Vitours. Why? Why? Are, What's going on with the people?
3: I'm going to run down to my car right now and see what the heck I have on those, on those wheels. All right. That's
0: awesome. So with that said, and thank you very much, Josh, you know, for spending time with us, You know, for all the new listeners out there. If you have any complaints about this particular podcast or any content, please direct them to Josh, since Josh is the father of this
3: podcast. If I, can I make a quick plug, Danny? Sure. Of course. So, uh, just regarding the Facebook page itself, um, I I do have to try uh, to screen every new person that does come on board. Uh, Not that I want to see what you guys are all into, but I'm making sure there's no bots and and scammers and things like that. So, two things. First off, if I uh, delete you by accident, I'm really sorry. (laughs) 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 <laughs> because a lot of you guys don't give me a lot to work with. I'm seeing like no one's home of record or even if they've got car photos or anything like that. So, I'm trying my best. Um, and that, and um, it would be helpful if, if uh, you answer any of those questions, those membership questions, it helps me kind of get through the process faster. Danny's been helping me out with that. And I think we've got uh, Mike Brown as a moderator as well. Um, so anything like that just, just helps out. Also, uh, if I can make an, one more plug, um, I'm into sim racing. If there's anybody in the DMV area that is into sim racing as well, uh, hit me up on the messenger and maybe we can get something to go on with that too. So that'd be really cool. All
0: right. That's awesome. But I want you to know, I want you to know, Josh, um, you know, since I'm, I'm doing a moderator work. So every time when things pop up, whenever I see it, I, you know, a, a total dorky autocrosser. I merely accept them. I leave yeah. you with all the beautiful women.
1: For yeah, you to make the to <laughs> And
3: I got to show. Oh, uh, I I did wear my special autocross shirt. Love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> can uh, can you take favorites? it off real
1: quick so we can get a better picture of that shirt? Just yeah. A, just, yeah.
3: Just yeah. Just. Yeah. <laughs> get my get nice. my man nipples make sure yeah. you get a picture. <laughs> hey, this it's a family a, friendly podcast it.
0: if you use that as your profile to, and try to join our club I'm banning you like right away
1: you're not banning it. him you're accepting him you know you're accepting him
3: <laughs> all right and again
0: thank you so much for joining us for yes. the meet a new autocross friend segment
3: i look i look forward to seeing you guys on the grid we'll awesome. see you soon brother okay
1: great thank you so much this concludes our podcast episode Everybody is excused except for the novices. Our novice meeting begins now.
0: In our last novice meeting, which ended with uh, you getting ready to drive your car to tech for tech inspection, to have a successful tech inspection, the preparation really starts at home before you leave. Today, we'll talk about the things that you need to do at home ahead of the event so that you can just show up in tech with success.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. All right. What you just said, Danny, is, is so important. I, I try to do as much as possible at home before I leave, um, so that I have the least to do when I get there for tech.
0: When you're doing your tech inspection at home, you want to do everything possible so that you're almost replicating exactly what you're doing at the tech inspection ahead of time, so that when when they go through that process, there's there's nothing to worry about. And of course, let's just think about some basics, right? One of the things that we definitely need to start doing is is You know, when you get into a car, go ahead and pop the hood and start checking everything under the hood. We don't want to see any liquids or any oil or any of that stuff flowing around. And then because if you started, when you pop the hood, you start to see your, you know, like your, you know, right, right over the valve cover is full of oil. It's, it's going to raise all kinds of suspensions for the people to, to kind of check, you know, more stuff, but basically you want to do that. And then this is also a good time to check to make sure that your fluid level is in the right place. Make sure you have motor oil. You know, for example, if you have an MR2 running at you know half a core low, your motor might go. (laughs) Danny, don't go there. I know. I my my friend, my went, okay. My went. Yeah, my went in Harrisburg because I was running half a core low. So Uh so so things like that. Make sure your oil is still in the place, right? (laughs) And then also making sure that you know this is the perfect time. You know, if your battery's in the front. Make sure it's tight. Make sure the cable's not yeah. loose, right? Because that's the first thing that you, you'll get failed on. If somebody grabs a hand and try to rock your battery and it moves around, yep. you're not passing tech, right? So, and then it's also, also the time that you can check all your f- other fluids and make sure your brake fluid's good, make sure your, you know, coolant level is good. And if you're a series autocrosser, you emptied out, suck all the uh, windshield whopper flu- fluid to save your five pounds in the front of the nose, you know, things like that, right? But, yeah. but anyway check the front of the car first, then you get into the tire section and tires and rims. Go ahead, Adam, you want to talk about the tires and rims and check for bearings?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, at some autocrosses for their tech inspection, they'll grab the top of your tire and they shake it back and forth. And what they're doing is they're feeling for um, the wheel bearing. If they can feel that movement um, and it's not a live axle Mustang, because if you have a Mustang, you might feel that axle and just, you know, you're fine. But like, The wheel bearings on, like, say, Civics, RSX is all all the above. If you feel them moving, they're no good, right? You shouldn't be able to feel that clunk, clunk moving when you're shaking it. So they'll do that. Some autocross groups even check your lug nuts. They have, uh, I've seen PCHS, a will come and just pop, 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 just to make sure that they're on tight. Um, So if you do that at home, you don't have to run into any issues, you know what I mean? Um, So And they also check your tires for the cord. If your cords are showing, that's a fail. So just gotta make sure. And some some of these autocross cars have a lot of negative camber, right? So they're riding on that inside a lot. So you just want to take a look. You know, stick your head under, just make sure you're not showing any cords and you got good tread, because you also don't want to lose to your arch rivals, right? So (laughs) sorry, I mean friends, your friends. Sorry about that.
0: You know, go to go to I don't know Harbor Freight or Home Depot or something and get yourself a pair of mechanic gloves. And then when you then feel the tires, make sure the core is not showing. Obviously, if you don't wear gloves, that's the quickest quickest way to get blood over your hands. You know, all over your hands. Yeah, be careful with things like that. And then, uh, and again, you know, wheel bearings or lug nuts. Make sure it's tight, right? You know, to the at least to the minimum of the factory specification. Don't over tighten them. Because, you know, that no, nobody wants to see a wheel fall off.
1: Nobody. <laughs>
0: you know, I've seen plenty of wheel fall off because people didn't make it tight no enough. Like, no one wants to see that,
1: yeah. though. Like, that's not a, that's not a cool <laughs> way to go.
0: And the worst one I've seen, seen is, is in Miller Run, a tire pop off, and it happened at Toledo Express Airport, right? Oh, Picture my. your tire bouncing up and down and get on a runway and crash an airplane, right? So oh, don't no. ever do that. <laughs> right? oh, no. It's your car. <laughs> so So make sure that these things are fine. And
1: so now let's work through the interior of the car. Yeah. This, this is my favorite part. Yeah, okay, so then you can take the interior. Okay, I love, I do the interior prep at home. I don't even do it at the autocross. And what I mean by that is I don't take my floor mats to an autocross anymore. I leave them in my garage, done. They literally sit in the garage because if it's really windy, they can just blow away too. Like you got to think about stuff like that. And then, you know, it's kind of hassle. And if you have anything in the car, just remove it. There's no point. There's nothing make your life a lot easier. Make your life simpler. It's early in the morning when we get to autocrosses, any little thing I have to do less, I'm happy about. And I do all these things. When I say I'm doing them at home, I'm not doing them that morning. I'm doing it the night before because I'm so tired when I wake, I'm getting tired thinking about waking up <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> so a couple of th- couple of things that come to mind, right? So clean out your car really, really well, because the first time you hit that brake hard, You know, I'll tell you, anything can pop out from the bottom of your seat, right? I mean, rubber ducky, (laughs) you know, empty McDonald's drink cup. Danny,
1: can I I expose myself real quick? (laughs) I, at the last track cross, I heard something clinking, clinking, and I was like, what is wrong? And I was hoping it wasn't something mechanical with my car, and I always empty out my car, right? And we get back in to line and I was like looking under my car to see where that noise was coming from and I didn't see anything. So I take my second run. And I heard that clanking again and I was like, something's really wrong, right? So I, re- I was scouring everywhere. My third run out of the corner of my eye, when I, kept, when I get back, like I was like shutting it down at the end. I saw a neon orange field hockey ball roll from under <laughs> my passenger seat forward and I had like a mini heart attack I had taken my daughter to field hockey and her ball must've come out of her thing. And it was in the car and I, I didn't see it and I didn't hear it and it could have been dangerous. Like yes. those, It could have been da I'm not even kidding. So I'm sharing my horror story so that, you know, double check everything. Cause I, I checked everything, but I didn't see it because of the way it was like wedged under that seat. You yeah. know? That's right. Oh. You know,
0: just picture that ball rolls from your seat underneath the brake pedal or yeah, underneath right, the, right. the throttle. Yeah. So when you so when you hit your brake, yep. you're hitting the ball. So right. so and, things and like that. It's very, th- very important.
1: Thankfully it's the 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 passenger footwell is contained, the driver's footwell it could have not come over. But that's I got lucky, right? Like so
0: Yeah. And one other thing I can share is this, you know, you know how this garage door openers that you sometimes use, you put on your visor and stuff like that. Make sure that's on tight. I have races wear, like halfway doing it. It flew <laughs> off and then almost hit me in the face and went to the back. And then here goes my garage door opener. Oh my God. And right? it was a convertible. I have no idea what the heck it went. And, oh, so and, it literally left. It left. So, so, so the thing is, is I, I look all over on track. I couldn't find all that stuff. And then when I got home, you know, it got stuck between the, you know, once I rolled my top up, it got stuck around oh. the corner. So I got so lucky that you I, got, found, so I lucky. got so lucky. This could, it could fly out anywhere. And also yep. I used to have like GPSs that were just using like suction cups and stuff like that mounted on the windshield. All over the it place. fell off and then it just went That's outside. Oh my <laughs> Yeah. So, so things like that is yeah. very important. Also, I want to add one more thing. Uh, floor mats, right? Certain organizations like SCCA, they have the rules that if you are, if you have a factory approved, uh, you know, mounting points that your floor mats will move around, they allow you to keep it there. But that doesn't mean that every other organization will allow that. So yeah. if you go to PCA Potomac events, don't even argue, just take the floor mats out because that's their rule. So, so things like that, you know, like read the subs and all that stuff, understand before you go. And then, and then just remember every organization have a little bit of a rule difference and, and you don't want anybody else to apply your rule to somebody else and vice versa. So, so make sure you understand the rules before you go. Okay, I forward. have a question
1: for you though, Danny. Yeah. Why would you ever have your floor mats in? If you take them out, your car is lighter.
0: Okay, so uh, to be frank, I, I would try to run with floor mats in there as much as I possibly can. Why right? is that? Uh, the reason for that is, for me is pretty simple because um, if you have an expensive car, and then uh, you don't run with floor mats. Your your heel will constantly rub against the actual f- carpet, right? Okay. So I've you know uh, if you don't drive much at all, no problem. But if you drive all the time for a couple of years, three four years, you're mm-hmm. gonna leave a hole where your where your your heel is.
1: Okay. Right? okay. So now yeah.
0: now replacing a set of car- interior carpets on a porch is two three thousand dollars. Okay. Right. I hear you. The floor mat is a hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> sure. Okay. Right. So,
0: yeah. so it's it's purely to preserve the condition of your carpet. That's that's the only reason why I would do it. Right. Um, but then again, you're running the reason that people want you to remove it is because if you don't completely fasten your floor mats and then it on the ground, it could slide underneath oh, your brake brake pedal, which yep. causes all kinds of other issues similar to the to the, to the hockey ball. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> so 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 that's something that that you know. And again, uh, the reason I want to mention that is because. Um, I know that for Porsche events, they they're adamant about you removing floor mats. Okay. And in the SCCA events, you don't have to move your floor mats, but but don't use one standard to apply to the other standard. We respect sure. whatever the organization that's telling us to do. Yeah, right on. And then uh, let's go to the back of the car. And so uh, a couple of things I want to mention in the back of the car. And then uh, I can grab the rest if I miss something. One is you definitely empty everything out of your trunk, everything, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a spare tire or something on the older cars or something like that, two kits and stuff like that, take them out right? You know, during the race, not, not only, not only you run into, a, you know, you might not run into a risk of, uh, things, you know, banging around the back, right? Also yeah. it probably drops another 20 pounds. Yeah. It gives you sure. a little bit of advantage, right? So that's, that's a uh, thing number one. And number two, which I've seen quite a bit, especially in older autocross cars, when you start rocking around back and forth, sometimes your exhaust will fall off the hangers. Right. So then all of a sudden you got exhaust bouncing back and forth and making all kinds of noises. And so so one of the things that if you want to check, they're not going to check during tech, tech inspection, but I, I would recommend periodically, especially if the exhaust is old or mount is old, making sure that that's on, there good. If not, just just get another mount from Advanced Auto Parts or something and mm-hmm. and replace those rubber mounts uh, and then throw something to BD-40 on it to make it easy to take on and off. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that would be my recommendation. And so uh, anything else, Ada?
1: No, that was uh, spot on. The only other thing I can think of is if you do want to record some of your runs, some of the organizations require you to to have a little tether um, to keep your camera on in case the suction fails, in case the mounting fails, it's still tethered to your vehicle or whatever. So that's the only other thing. Um, I think that going back to your WD-40, don't some people use some other kind of lubricants for, um, for the hangers?
0: Yeah. So, so, so basically WD-40 were similar to, uh, um, What's the other it's brand? Like, yeah, the the, the penetrate lubricants. And, and, okay, any, so it's any, like a,
1: type it will work. It's like an automotive version of KY jelly, then. <laughs> okay, I was just checking to see what that is. It. Is, I'm not sure kind, how that works. Kind I don't, kind of. I've, I don't do that kind of stuff. So I, I don't I, really. I don't do that don't, kind of stuff neither. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, neither. I, I'm, I'm
0: almost sixty. There's no need <laughs> to.
1: I'm almost sixty-one. Beat that.
0: Yeah, I don't visit that stuff. I don't
1: visit that <laughs> stuff. We don't subscribe to those channels. We don't
0: subscribe to those anymore. All right. So um, what's important is, is once you hear our you know, charades about what to do at home, yep. the beauty is when you get on the, the site before you drive to tech inspection, you don't have to do anything else, right? No. So the only thing that you have to do if you do all the work at home, the only thing you need to do is, is when you go to tech inspection, make sure your numbers are on, Yep. right? Floor mats, if it's removed, you know, just take it off either at home or whatever, right? And then um, what I would like to, what I would recommend uh, a lot of times is even at home before we leave, preset your tire pressures. Have your tire pressures set so that when you get to the track, you don't have to fumble around and set those tire pressures, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then and then the other thing that you need to bring to tech inspection, other than yourself <laughs> in the car and make sure the numbers is on, is your helmet. Yep. Right. Make sure your helmet is on. Um, I, I believe right now, I think we're on the SA 2010, uh, M2010 for most organizations now. So autocrossing is a, uh, I, I believe the helmet is, is 15 years uh, for the expiration. So um, so by year 2025, you have to retire your 2010 helmet. So then you have to have a minimum of SA 2015 and, or M2015. Um, and then for... Other racing organizations for track, it's probably 10 years or less. So, but for autocrossing, it's fairly flexible. So 15 years, just make sure that you don't have a dot helmet. <laughs> dot DOT approval is not enough, right? You want to have either SA or M or, or Snell rating of some sort. So, uh, Adam, anything else before we wrap up this novice meeting?
1: Uh, no, I think that we just go back and we look at the journey we've come to so far, and we have registered online, right? We're we've made it to the event. We have now registered, or uh, and teched. Now, what's what's going to come after that, Danny? Uh,
0: so we're going to start. Be ta- we're going to be talking about course walk because right after um, okay. right after tech inspection, you're going to be doing course walks. So uh, okay. that will be the next thing that we want to cover. And then uh, there's one thing I, I I forgot to mention that when you drive to tech inspection. Um, they're gonna do everything that you did at home, right? Uh, the the one additional thing that they may ask you to do is probably blip the throttle and hit the brake pads and all that stuff. So uh, just just follow whatever the tech inspector tell you to do, and you'll be fine. Perfect. All right. Okay. Great. Awesome. So uh, um so then again, you know you know please join us uh for for our next novice meeting, and we'll be talking about course walk. So don't miss it.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Okay. And. That wraps up our fourth episode of the DMV Autocross podcast. And thank you for spending the last half an hour. Well, probably going to be great now. It's, it's probably about 45 minutes to 50 <laughs> no, minutes now. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. But, 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 but. <laughs> so we, we, again, hope you find us, you know, really informative and fun.
1: Yeah. Don't forget to join us for the next episode. Until then, keep those tires on the track and that wing in the back. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>